Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our Keep Stock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash Keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Frosty mug for the Funch. I feel like the Funch would be the name of a Chuck E. Cheese character. <laughs> <laughs> it's just by the name of that big purple one. Well, like I, I think his name was Munch, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He would be the closest to me. Yeah. So like it would be a, a he would be like a close relative to Munch. <laughs> hey, Munch! I hear your cousin is in town. He just comes out, starts singing. Do you have nicknames, uh, bro? Mm, yeah, I mean, just the ones that like comics have given me now would be like, you know, Honey Funches of Oats. Or, Honey Funches of Oats. I'll call me Funchadelic sometimes. Funchadelic. And, here, and here's what I like about you. Some guests who come on this podcast, we yeah, always say. immediately, by the way, when you come on our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we are an ego booster. But, like, some guests we've had on this thing, they come in and they'll, they will remain nameless. We, all, we always ask people, like, what can we have to make you comfortable? And they'll be like, oh, this bottle of whiskey that's really expensive. And I'm like, uh, not that many people go to Amazon.com through our banner. We can't afford <laughs> that kind of whiskey. But yeah, Joey McIntyre uh, of the New Kids on the Block well, yeah. was here, and he brought his own bottle of gin. Or whiskey? Uh, he brought he brought whiskey because I yeah. had some and I hate what gin. Time, so what time were you doing that? <laughs> that was uh, about two months ago. No, yeah. Like what time in the day? Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. I yeah, think yeah. it was like seven seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like, he yeah. just he, he just came in when I got kids. Let's get let's, let's get wasted. Let's talk. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. Don't you dare mention Donnie. <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, see he see he brought his own. But you but you came in. You said man. And just give me a root beer and some red vines, <laughs> and I and I love that about you because you're those your go-to snacks. Uh, they're, they're they're definitely well, some of my favorites. I'm really more of a cherry coke guy. That's my main soda. <laughs> if so I, like if you could be sponsored by one soda, it would be a, by the good people of Roy Rogers. <laughs> oh right, great call. I I you know what? Well, uh, we have a large listenership in Atlanta. Some of them <laughs> is probably related to the Coca-Cola family. Hey guys, get on this Ron Funches train, dude. I don't know. I don't I don't know why, but like slap a cherry coke banner on, on on your sweater like you're a fucking NASCAR driver, dude. We're gonna get to that point where comics are like wearing like you know like Crystalia could be wearing Mr. Pib fucking hoodies. In the next why aren't 
aren't we already? I want to get yeah. to that point. So you don't want to be a corporate sellout. Will the corporate sellout pay my mortgage? Yes. Yeah. Done. Well, here's the thing. Go <laughs> fucking Centrum on me. I don't care. I always thought. <laughs> yeah, I went with vitamins. <laughs> bread, well, the actually, Centrum Brad Williams yeah. comedy show. <laughs> I don't think I don't think vitamins would be a great sponsor for a midget because I'd walk on stage and be like, well, he obviously did not take those vitamins because look at him. So I don't know. Maybe something else like step stools or chocolate or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> step stools and chocolate. <laughs> Maybe chocolate step stools. Chocolate step stools. We're actually playing at the Tuberdoor on Friday. <laughs> they are. They're a solid band, the chocolate step stools. No, oh, I God. always thought that shoes or like um, a doll was like the sign of like making. Like when we, uh, Jaleel White, who you just uh, kicked it with, yeah? Yeah. He's been on this podcast three times. And we went to his house and saw his doll in his house. And that fucking blew my mind because I had that doll. Yeah. And to me, I was always like, if there's a doll of you. You did something right for people to like put you up on a high pedestal, but being uh, having a soda sponsor you and having cool commercials and like that seems uh, like it might be, be the here best. Here are the things that I would like. Definitely a doll. <laughs> yeah. a doll would be amazing. Dude, can I be honest? A Funches doll is highly probable. In <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I like. I would totally you, get a Funches doll and not I, not in a creepy way. I hope you're. Well, it's obviously the creepy way if it's <laughs> you getting it, but it's but you have your team has to be uh, formulated ideas around for dolls. Yes. Just all if they're not, I'm going to send them all in doll. Email. All right, so what do you want? A and, doll? And, and, and as, as long as you squeeze a doll and it has your laugh. It, sure. if, if, it, if it has your laugh, I'm in. I'm <laughs> done. I can see that. <laughs> I would like, I think like in the 90s, my favorite things was when like rappers like Red Man would mention a rapper and they'd be like, oh, you think you funny like Dave Chappelle? You know, like that. Oh, I would yeah, love shit. that. If like a rapper doesn't, it can still be Red Man. I love Red Man. <laughs> but any rapper who was like, oh, you think you funny like Ron Funny? <laughs> Oh, it'd be over. A shout out, a shout out on the album. Yeah, uh, P- uh, Pitbull did that with uh, Cat Williams. Like he said, like, uh, wouldn't it be weird if Cat Williams had no jokes? And I, I, I heard that. And as a comic, you're right. You're like, oh fuck, I want Jay Z to drop my name in a song. Yeah, that'd be nuts. Like, not even like what's up, but like, oh, you know who's got jokes? Yeah, or who's funny? Right, this comedian, Ron Funches. And that's a metaphor to my rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? also like a strain of weed that would be the best. Ooh, oh my god! Would it be called Funch Munch? <laughs> oh my god! It is now. I I I think the I think the Funch's strain strain of weed would be called Funch Munch. I would love that, dude. You are you look like the most chill man in the world right now. You got your root beer, your red vines. You're wearing an NWO hoodie for life. Which uh, Adam, you, you don't know about the NWO, do you? I, I they're the ones who wrote OPP. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Uh, no, that's NWA, right? Yeah, that's NWA. Oh. No, no, that's not even that. It's not by nature, motherfucker. That's right. Hey, I knew there was an end involved. (laughs) Ice Cube is going to come over here and stab you right now. (laughs) NWA. That might be a brand of fleece in in Seattle that I bought. (laughs) The uh, like, hey, right after fuck the police, let's work on hip hop hooray. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, perfect. Adam just lost all his street cred. I mean, I have a, I have a as Uh, much street cred as a Jew from Seattle has. Adam just lost. I've got a pretty, and I know I'm wearing a fucking sweater that looks like uh, Bill Cosby stole it from Mark Curry. <laughs> uh, but I have a very eclectic um, uh, knowledge of 90s music. Like, hey, man, um, Keith Sweat, All for One, Color oh, Me Bad. Shit. 
Jodeci, Jamiroquai, big fans. Okay. Oh, well, that's all the same type of music. <laughs> you got it, Ron Sanchez. <laughs> and we'll be right back with more Adam likes the same type of fucking catchy tune. Well, and by and, and, and by music, you just mean good type of music. Then yeah, I love your You're realization like, as I'm, I listed it. I have this eclectic <laughs> list. I just totally eclectic of the same guy. Actually, right. you know what? that's actually like being like, I like a. I have a. You know what that's comparable to is being like, I like. A, I have a wide range of uh, of rock music. I like Vertical Horizon, the Goo Goo Dolls, <laughs> uh, the Verve Pipe, the Verve Pipe. I'm hey, just... man, don't knock Bittersweet Symphony. Oh, that was the background soundtrack to uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and that other girl making out in Cruel Intentions. It was, and that was like when Lesbian Kisses on movies was, <laughs> was still a huge Ron thing. Just didn't give it up for that movie. Rest he just in peace. did. It. Yeah, he just Let did. Let's never forget. Let us <laughs> never forget Cruel Intentions. Dude, you that know was what? One of the first lesbian makeout scenes yeah. that I remember seeing other than wild things. Yeah, that was only the next words out of my mouth. <laughs> it was Sarah Michelle Gellar and uh, Selma Blair. Selma Blair. Selma Blair. It's called Drink 2 if you're at home because that's the first Selma Blair reference on this podcast. All right. Now, Ron, why, why were you hanging out with our boy Jaleel? I was working on Drunk History for, uh, doing, the, doing some acting Shut the fuck up. Not that's narrating. That you know what's a great fun. show? You've been on two of my... I don't watch a lot of TV and shows I will watch religiously are Kroll show drunk history um maybe some sports center uh the comeback when it was on with lisa kudrow obviously which I think it's coming back yeah uh, and, ironically. The, and the office and weeds but dude you are on two of those five yeah what was drunk history like <laughs> it was really fun because i got to be in a history that i cared about i was in the, uh the creation of rapper's delight oh my god oh yeah. tell us about Played it dj what? cool herc you got to play Cool Herc. That was Cool Herc. Oh, d- uh, please tell me they, they gave you like a big necklace like he, like <laughs> I you wore. I wish. They gave me like a leather jacket, some, uh-huh. uh, some, some big big leather boots, and um, his hat. His, his uh, oh, yeah. hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I just did that and got to work with Jalil and Retta. It was so I was like. Oh, Retta from yeah. Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. She's great. Yeah, I've always, uh, I'm oh. a big fan. I've always wanted to work with her. So, it, yeah. it, it, it's funny. You say Retta and think Parks and Rec. I think uh, Game Night. On NBC, right? <laughs> she did. She hey, came add, on. add that to your list of things you want when you get famous. Being right? Hollywood game, game night. night. Being on Hollywood yeah. game when night. Like my average night is what you're gonna put on TV. <laughs> <laughs> like let's just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> hanging out with Ron Everyone. Bunches. <laughs> I'd watch that show. Uh-huh. Just like all, all the guests just come and get red vines and root beer and you just chill. Just did naps. You, <laughs> are you a napper? Oh yeah, I was napping before I came here. Fuck yeah, dude! I just read this article where I mean I. I've known that naps are crucial to survival, but sure. also, like, sometimes your body's just like, hey, if you stay up, man, I'm going to make some bad decisions right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many times do you nap a day? Uh, it depends on what I have to do. You know, yeah. it depends on the schedule that's put before me. Right. Like, you know, but if I could have my have it my way, like, I get up early. Like, I get up at, like, 8, I go to the gym, write for a bit, and then, I, like, I'm napping between, like, one and four. Perfect. Like That's just great. getting rid of that afternoon. Yes. Well, get rid of the yeah. afternoon. Yeah. yeah. And, and, the, and the thing about like when I started doing comedy, it was like, oh man, you're doing comedy. Great. You're going to work 20 minutes a night or maybe an hour. It's great. Stay up. Sleep till noon. I'm like, well, fuck. Like I wake up, tw- like I'm a road guy. So I wake up twice a week to catch the 6 a.m. flight at four o'clock in the morning. Gotta do morning radio at least one of those days. When the fuck does the sleep till noon shit kick in? Yeah. But but, like, I, I, I tell people I'm a night person and I'm a morning person. Middle of the day, fucking gone. Yeah, <laughs> that gross. That peak nap time right there. 
So what do you, what do you, uh, what is your, and then your evening consists of comedy. Evening comedy, out at night, stay up. Like, I think it's the best. That way you're at your best. You're not worn down at, right. at night. I'm like, you got to peak. I'm peaking at night. And so I feel the best, especially since my comedy is already pretty low tone. You know, right. mm-hmm. I like to still perform. So I want to be able to be like, oh, he, he was stoned and tired. Sure. <laughs> I was going to ask how cognizant you are of your low energy and, and yeah. you think, but like, here's the thing. It's not low energy. It's just a soft off their tone and you're right because you do you are still performing you can't just um you know Stephen Wright with very uh, a monotone type of delivery and real like but very calculated. Still, yeah, he's still yeah. locked in and still uh, yeah. aware that he's bringing it. Yeah, because you want to keep your your rhythm together. And then the more I'm doing like headline sets, the more, you know I know like oh I can't just give you that rhythm over and over and over. You're gonna fall asleep, and I and I understand it's making mm-hmm. me sleepy. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, I have to learn how to break that rhythm, do something else, go back into it. You know, and that's something yeah I'm very aware of. Have yeah. you always been that style or did you start off when I mean I'm just like me you know yeah. I, but I mean, yeah. the first day you got on stage were you just how you are now no I understand what you're saying yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started you know in the beginning I was trying to just succeed so I'd be like the guy come out like who's drinking yeah, who's got a birthday you were black Polly Shore <laughs> yeah who's drinking buddy that's actually a care if I could make this work that's what like I would catch that like my Romanian always catches me like I'll say something that sounds like Polly Shore and then they will just go Black Weasel. <laughs> like, oh. like, if there's a way I can make money, I'm going to be a Black Weasel. Oh my can, they, can Samuel L. Jackson be in Black Weasel? <laughs> I want that movie to happen so bad. There's too many weasels on this motherfucking tractor. <laughs> get, get, it's, like a, it's like a son-in-law thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yes. Oh, Black <laughs> Son-in-Law. Because that was his best movie to make. Yeah. Exactly. Son-in-Law oh. Biodome. Biodome. Bring back fucking Pam Greer. Samuel L. Jackson and Ron Funches in this summer in Black Weasel. <laughs> Just keep Tyler Perry away from that shit. Uh, wait, so uh, directed by Mick G. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then at night, do you uh, you like video games? Yeah, yeah. What's your go-to? Uh, what do you mean, system-wise or game-wise? What are you trying? That says a lot right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> system-wise. Cool. Let me see. Let me first of all tell you that my mom wouldn't let me have a video game system until sixth grade, and I got a Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Right. I got there some money go. from my bar mitzvah, and she goes, you can use your fucking cash and go... Uh, <laughs> like your mom! Yeah, yeah. You and can use your fucking <laughs> cash. <laughs> I would not give a shit. Mom's a, <laughs> mom's a fucking drug dealer. I love it, dude. I got to stop fucking... Uh, when I, I t- talk about my mom and, and referencing the past and her and her in the story, I got to stop making her out to be fucking uh, Tony Montana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, let me tell you. Fucking cash. First, see it, like, first, you get the bar mitzvah money. Yeah. Then, you get the super Nintendo. You then did. you get the pussy. What? Yeah. Mom. That's weird. Like, I'd buy drugs if I was you. <laughs> it your money. Start your business right, but if you won't play fucking games. <laughs> you know what's great about the Super Nintendo? You got Mario All-Stars with it. Which is so you got all one. four Marios. That's a great game. Uh, and then I picked up a couple sports games because that's what I'm As you do. Then after that, Sega Saturn came out and I was one of probably ten people who jumped on that bandwagon. Was I that Sega Saturn? Okay. Was, was that you? Ninja Gaiden? Was that Ninja? There, there's like some ninja game on that one. That no, it came with uh, Gran Turismo. 
No, you're. Yeah, I mean, I don't do. I don't want to. Ooh, come on, your podcast. Bunch no, is throwing down the Wait, game. No, knowledge. Gran Turismo was a part of Sega Saturn. No, what? It wasn't. Not at all. Dreamcast. It's a. It's a Sony PlayStation game. Gran Ooh. Turismo. But oh, you're drop, right. Drop knowledge. No, he's right. Okay, what was the race car? Sega Saturn. You're probably talking about Daytona USA. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. And that I play that was, game religiously. Yeah, that was the trick when they when they were going out of business. Yeah. But they weren't telling the kids. It was so like they were like, hey, here's three games in one. Here's yes. Virtual Fighter Two, Virtual Fighter, Daytona remember that one? USA, oh and God. Virtual Cop. And so I was like, fuck yeah, me too. Three hundred mm-hmm. bucks, and I get three great games. Why not? Not knowing that there'll never be another good game to come out for. <laughs> they had no but, other games that came out. Like we're only having three games, kids. Yeah, that's it. Sleep tight. <laughs> Play a like an inferior version of Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Virtual uh, Cop is pretty. What cool. about like back like, in the day, like Zelda and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been a big gamer since I was a little kid. So I played you know, all Zelda. Zelda's probably my favorite series. Like, I, I love Zelda. There's multiple Zeldas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Come on, man. So many Zeldas. Now, I don't know why they haven't so made many that Zeldas. a live-action movie. Because Zelda, to me, first of all, the name is Smoking Hot. <laughs> Even though it's a dude. And I judge my, my video game turned into movies by the name, by the, the sexiness of the lead female character. Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. Right? That should, I mean. Yeah, that, that is kind of in that world of kind of it'll Jennifer Hudson or Lawrence well, or I think Laura the, Hudson. The Mario movie, the Mario movie, probably scared them away. Dude, Bob Hoskins and Leguizamo. It's not that bad. It's, it's, it's not horrible. bad. At all. Don't, it's don't forget Dennis Hopper as fucking as Koopa? King, King Koopa. <laughs> as Koopa. And I, I, I don't know who that princess was, but she was hot. <laughs> that worked. <laughs> I, I, I remember there was one scene in the Super Mario Brothers movie where they literally to get away from the Koopa. Troopas, whatever they rocked them back and forth, right? Do you remember that scene? Like they rocked them back and forth, and they like started smiling. Like, what? What, what, what were the writers smoking when they're like, they're cornered in an elevator? How do they get out? Let's they have them rock back and forth. Made a movie off of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show with Captain Lou Albano, oh, and that would have been awesome. That was so good. I loved it. Oh my god, this is like I, all the stoners are listening to this podcast. Like, finally. <laughs> They're speaking my language. <laughs> Finally, there's a guy that comes on. <laughs> this is my shit. It knows what he's talking about. All this Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig stuff? No. Get out of here talking about having sex with groupies. And <laughs> <laughs> Which is what Lisa Kudrow does all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, what uh, yeah, you, uh, for me, video games is uh, at their best when I'm stoned. Yeah. Do you share the similar sentiments? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With that laugh? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Just a good way to chill out. I don't play them as much as I, as I used to just because I'm busy. Or you're on a hit TV show that's coming out. <laughs> yeah. May 29th, 8 p.m. on Dateable NBC. There you go. Nine eight central. You are the third member of the undateable cast to now come on this podcast. Nice. You guys had Chris and Brent. I'm yeah. assuming. You got it. Yeah, because Rick's not yeah, famous. No, right. <laughs> Rick's too weird. Rick's too weird for this podcast. <laughs> We've got to slowly we got we gotta up our listeners. We gotta make sure our listeners really trust our program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Rick comes on. We got we'll be like, all right guys, we're throwing you a curveball here, but stick with yeah, us. Stick it's with good. Us. See, Rick's a genius. Rick's yeah, he, he genius. is old dirty bastard. He's just crazy. He's he, you're genius, you know what I I, uh, people throw that term around uh, in this business a lot. Like, what you know? Like, did you see you know this uh, the live musical of you know Steel Magnolias? It was genius, you know. Or uh, you know, I was hoping you guys would laugh at that, but nobody, <laughs> everybody just thought that that was a real uh, Wait, <laughs> yeah, review. 
Yeah, we did. We all got locked in. <laughs> oh, no, like that, that was me. I was believing you. Like, yeah, that yeah, that sounds like yeah, a good yeah, idea. Yeah, like, genius. oh my god, that's a date movie. Well, you I know, thought man, bring I, your girl to that one. You're getting head that night for sure. I th- <laughs> I uh, say that Bill Murray's performance in Space Jam was genius, but you know, I don't think I'm alone in that. I would agree. Him, him and Wayne Wayne Knight absolutely underrated in their performances in Space Jam. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rick is uh, on another planet. He did a. He actually went to the Unliving Color audition. We were both there, right, when they were looking for uh, some white dudes. And uh, Friend, the, yeah, the, he, the, the uh, looking for comeback some, one, some, yeah, some, some black white guys. Yeah, yeah, those <laughs> black white guys. Well, they said they're looking for the next Jim Carrey. Which it's just like, come on, stop saying. Don't that. say you're looking for the next yeah, Jim Carrey. Sure. Say you're looking for the first Adam Ray. How about sure. that? Well, that's, say you're looking for a talented person. Yeah, there see. you go. And so Rick, uh, I hear him in the audition, and he does an impression of Mike. One of his characters is Michael Richards' son. And he proceeds to drop several N bombs oh in the other. He's told you the story. No, no? I gotta hear about. Oh my god! In front of Keenan? No, in front of um, uh, Julie Ashen, the casting director, and I don't think that anybody else was in there. And um, she's not laughing. She's. He tells me he's about to do it before he goes in, and I'm like, I don't know about that, man. I go, but I know you, and and yeah. I think you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I tell you no not to. You're not gonna talk him out of it. So, um, <laughs> and he said he did it, and uh, oh I couldn't even stick around to hear it because I just was like that on. Easy. I didn't. I didn't want to be in the room, and then I see him at the basketball game the other night, and he's like, he's like, I did it. He's like, I did it. He's like, oh. it was terrible. She did not laugh at all. It was super weird, but I did it. And I was like, you know, what, Rick, I got to be honest, man. You make really bold choices, and at some point, there's going to be a, there's going to be room for what you're doing. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's what we talk about. Uh, like if, because you can't teach what he has. No. And then everything that he's lacking can't be taught through experience. Yep. And once he puts those together, people are going to be like there's a level of commitment that's uncharted yeah yeah with rick is wild yeah well that and for a guy and for a guy like rick who just completely goes for it you you can't say that he's not going to be memorable you can't say that casting directors aren't going to talk about him yeah they're going to talk about him <laughs> and well if you drop f- <laughs> 17 n-bombs in four minutes yeah it's not like oh another guy dropping 17 n-bombs at the living color audition like no, no that's not going to happen another sweet jewish boy <laughs> 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 Uh, Brett talked about the tour being so uh, dope, and because uh, you guys are traveling, I mean, dude, every other Instagram pic was fucking Beyonce's private jet, <laughs> right? Had you been on a private jet before? No, never. You never want to fly commercial again, right? No, never. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah? But I will. Is that, <laughs> I will fly coach. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Is that is that private jet thing not the coolest thing ever? It's the it's amazing for the main reason being there's no security. Yeah. So I could take whatever I want you on sh- there if I wanted to bring guns, I could. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. I, yeah. brought, <laughs> I brought pot. Yeah, buddy. And that went okay. Nobody had a problem with Nobody it. Nobody has a problem and, 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 the, and the pilots are so chill there's like yeah, you guys need yeah. anything you want some snacks it's like dude you fly the plane yeah. man i'll worry about the snacks it's right real relaxed and, and and i've i've gotten to do it maybe twice in my life but it's just you pull up and you just you, your car parks right next to the plane you don't even like it, yeah and you just hop on and the plane leaves when you get there there's no security there's no getting there an hour and a half before and then when you land again they valet your car Right next to the plane, so you get right off the plane, right your car. It's just the best thing ever. It Jesus. is. It's not relatable to anybody, <laughs> <laughs> but it is amazing. I'd say that is, is probably the best thing that's happened to me. That and just the uh, learning about like, having your clothes tailored for you. 
Does it? What? That's been happening since the show? Oh, just a little bit. Just at the concert. Uh, just when I bring stuff to them, which is, hasn't been happening because we haven't been shooting. But when you're when you go like, oh, everybody's different sizes. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we trying to wear the same size? <laughs> Why is it like we're all different? So your clothes should be tailored to you. I understand that. That's probably crazy. Yeah. Oh, dude, but, you're 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 speaking my language because when the midget walks in and they go, all right, and they're, the wardrobe person just rubs her hands together like we got some business going down right now and, and, and she, somebody called she baby gap <laughs> we need all of their shit yeah all of bagage, you are about to go out of business fire sale we got this uh you grew up in oregon right yeah well i grew up in chicago okay. and i started comedy in, in portland oregon it's um, a, a great that's a great city to start comedy in yeah it, sure. it, there it's a smart smart audiences very accepting audiences now we talked about your pace earlier uh your your your, your, your pace is like we said a little slower a little lower energy and you, you you said you were like did you choose that did you just be like i'm gonna talk or, or, but you said that's just you right yeah i mean it's just it's just me once i definitely got out of the uh trying to be because when you're MC and you're trying to you right. know, get attention yeah that once i got past that uh it was just like well these are my jokes and this is how i, I talk mm-hmm. uh, you know definitely it's enhanced on stage sure but it's uh i think seeing people like i was always Big fan of people like Todd Berry and, and Mitch Hepburn and um, yeah. uh, seeing Tig Notaro in Seattle yeah. one year I, where she was like the crowd was like nuts. I like I had performed on it and I did mm-hmm. okay. Everybody else was eating eating shit pretty much, and and the crowd was just rowdy and drunk. And she just goes out there and never spoke above a whisper. And like got them completely. That's so funny you say that because she taught me that trick. Because I used to think that when the audience is talking, you yell over the audience to overpower them. But no, a lot a lot of times you you talk quieter, you 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 get softer, and then the audience sort of self polices and goes like, oh shit, we we can't hear, and then and then and they quiet down. And it's such a it's such a ballsy thing to do because you're essentially giving the power to the audience in that in in that scenario. But yeah, it's, well, you're a, it's not a good move. Caring. and that that's right. a part of it. And I think, yeah, once if you're yelling, you're constantly trying to speak over people. Mm-hmm. Like it just becomes white noise. And so right, and then the, the 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 people that were talking, they don't care. So they're they're yelling louder to try to try to get hear it, and it's just going back and forth. And you know what's great too about like, first of all, you're a great writer, like. You're a great writer. No, oh, that makes me yeah. feel good. You're... I've been so upset lately. Oh, yeah. Well, for sure. Well, because <laughs> why, I'm having a block or something? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just did a half hour. Uh, oh, shit. Last... Talk about Hey, come on. Ron Funches <laughs> just did his Comedy Central half hour. Hey, like, Ron that's Funches. a fucking big deal, man. There you go. How was that? It was really fun. I think I did a great job. I'm excited about it. I hope it comes out really well. Good. Um, but it was like my main focus, like even when we were doing the tour to promote Undateable, I was just basically doing the the same set over and over mm-hmm. and figuring out where this would go or that would go. Yeah. And Trying to prep for the half hour. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. And so, uh, that was, which really put a break on me writing new stuff. And so then now, like, I put this out and then, like, everything else that I did on Conan or whatever is pretty much rounds up to 
all my material. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. now I'm kind of like, I don't know what to do. And then I keep being like, I'll never write any another funny joke. Because usually on the road, you're like, you're peppering in new stuff all yeah, the time, right? You're exactly. writing on so, but if you're not giving yourself the opportunity to do that, then yeah, and, and, which and, maybe was a mistake. Maybe I should have still been. Nah, you made the right choice. I think if your instinct was telling you to do that and prep for the half hour, because I mean, you just said you felt like it went great. So yeah, I'm happy with right. how it went. It's just now I'm dealing with the after effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to go do your show, and like I was like, I don't really want to say old stuff, but I'm like, I don't know. No, do just, no do whatever you want. By the way, this crowd's going to be so pumped, and like it's you do whatever you want. You can do all new material if you want to. <laughs> yeah, is, but it's just or you can do some of my material. Going, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Why not? Guys, uh, so I've been napping a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, it, and it's always a daunting task, which you, uh, Adam, you're facing it right now. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I, I've faced it too within the last year, where when you finally put out the content you don't want you don't want people to see your content say hey that guy's really funny and then go see your show and see the exact same shit that they just saw but yeah there can be pieces of it because let's yeah, be sure. honest like uh, you know greatest uh, hits uh, uh, you know i am not at a louis level to where i'm gonna like put out my first album and then immediately scratch it because uh i mean do i have i was telling brad this tonight like there's probably at least a good t- i record the album in november and there's a good uh 20 yeah. minutes that i don't have on that that i will do tonight and then probably another five or seven that I worked on in the last three days that I might throw in there tonight just because but also I want you know but there's a balance too when you do uh, a longer set and also I don't know if you ever factor in like friends coming to a show that have never seen you part of you is like I don't want to do just do all new shit because like I want them to know that I am right. rocking this right. as yeah. much as you can trust yourself with your new shit like yeah. you know if you do four new bits that just all kind of do okay they're going to be like yeah I mean yeah you, have, you got good presence man yeah. Well, I'm definitely not like trying to be like, oh, I need to go out there and do a whole new twenty today. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I know that's ridiculous. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I understand. Like, oh, I have this window now between when we taped it and when it comes out that I need to at least have ten minutes. Like, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a good um, uh, uh, bar to set for yourself and because when it comes out, then it's like people are gonna more people are gonna be on the Ron Funches fucking party train and gonna want to come see you. And <laughs> yeah. that would be another great show for Ron to be on the Ron Funches party train. <laughs> Dude, we're coming up. We've already. What was the first one? Uh, Munch and Funch. Um, no, yeah, Munch and cereal. Funches, Munches. Funches, Munches is a cereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Funch, yeah. No, no. Well, well, the doll. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got. I mean, we, there's a whole division. That <laughs> yeah. Now, and, um, and you said you 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 try to wake up and uh, write in the morning. Yeah. It, is like what's you, now? Are you do you do you, do you write like do you shut off the world? Are you looking on the internet or are you looking for inspiration? Uh, basically, I put what do you on some instrumentals, whether they be like classic music or. Like, like some MF Doom, a lot, uh, some jazz, anything that I can find that has kind of like this offbeat pattern that kind of mimics what I try to do. That's crazy. Okay, um, I'll put that on in the background, and then I kind of just open up the words docs and have a, you know some um, uh, magnetic boards up so I can just write down ideas. So this is usually just like if I like at two a.m. if I just get an idea or something. Are you one of those guys who like if you have an idea in the middle of the night you just you got to wake up and write down? Yeah. Either like. Uh, but sometimes it's like if you write down uh, even a phrase, that's not enough. You have to like write down the whole, at least in that moment, right? Of like what yeah, you're kind of thinking. Yeah, if it's late at night, like, but that's that's when that's when like it's great to have a girlfriend or something to like, bounce you know, off of, right? To, or even just be like, hey, write this down, <laughs> <laughs> secretary. Write 
write it down. Write this down. You wake up. I woke up. You woke up. <laughs> write this down. Yeah, even if you don't get it. <laughs> you know what I love? Write it down. <laughs> you know what I love too about your style, man? Is like you. It's it's so tough as a comic to get comfortable with silence and pauses. You know, like that's one thing that I really like. I had to consciously make a. Um, an effort to get better at in the last like three years because you know I think at least for me when I started off I was I talked too fast and I would I would just try to hurry up and get to that punchline that I thought was going to get the laughs yeah, yeah you know and and having the trust in yourself to like work a moment and massage a joke a little bit and let people like listen and uh, yeah you do that brilliantly man thank you I think it comes kind of from this like asshole perspective <laughs> of like a lot of times. It becomes where I was like, oh, I don't care about this punchline that's going to make you laugh. It's like, I want to manipulate you. Yeah. So part of that is going to be the silence. Part of this is going to be this false punchline that you think is the punchline. And then there's going to be a real punchline. And then, haha, the joke was on you all along. <laughs> you love misdirection, yeah? Yeah, definitely. I love misdirection in my comedy. Uh, definitely a couple of jokes. Uh, I mean, there's like this joke that starts off where it could be. I have a couple of jokes that start off where they could be racial. And then they're not. The one on Conan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. Do you even have that your opener. clip, Brad? You can even pull that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you, uh, first of all, I'll ask you because you're a comic. Do you mind if we play that? Not at all. Okay, I won't okay. listen. <laughs> that why is that always weird? Like, like we like we hear ourselves do these jokes every night, but when you hear a recording of yourself, it's all it's always weird. Because well, you always think you sound cooler than you are. You also yeah. think you're funnier than well, you. Well, I'm you. well aware that I don't sound cool, <laughs> but I think cool. it's like I go in and you're like, oh, I thought I was a little bit better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Totally, <laughs> man. What a bummer it is to just hear yourself and go, God, I thought I was pretty good, man. Like, <laughs> turns out. Happened between yeah, 10 minutes okay. ago and now. It's okay, but I thought I was a little bit better than that. <laughs> Dude, Johnny Depp said on Letterman once, he was like, uh, he's like, uh, Letterman's like, have you seen, uh, have you seen uh, uh, Finding Neverland? And uh, Johnny's like, no, I don't uh, watch any of my movies, actually. I don't, uh, I've never seen any of them. And he's like, you don't see any of your movies. And he's like, no, no, I haven't seen. He's like, you ever seen Pirates? He's like, no, 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 I saw, saw some still frames, but no. He's like, it was very good. They made three of them. And Johnny's <laughs> like, yeah, I know, no, I was there for them. But, <laughs> but I just never watched no, I them. I totally get that. I, I get, yeah. Uh, I think sometimes, like, I watch, uh, I watch some uh, Undateable and then was like, oh, okay, I, I see why. It becomes more like, if I look at it like an athlete and I'm like, oh, game tape, where I'm like, yes. I need to go like, oh, yeah. I made a mistake here. Or, or, or this right. is something I would have done different. Do you listen to your sets like that? Do you tape your sets? And- yeah, I tape my sets. And then I, if I'm... It, once one month a year, I'm in a mood where I'm listening to all my sets. Sure. Every other every other month, they're just piling up on my phone. <laughs> do you title them and stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just go. I mean, if I, the kill set at it, Ice House, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I definitely tape it just in case I go. Oh. I heard something new. I need right. to go back and yeah. listen. You, you always remember, I think, in the moment. Like, you tape yeah. because you're like, I'm not going to remember. But if something miraculous happens or some great handful of tags or whatever, like, you yeah. get off being like, okay, well. Yeah, that's another weird thing that Ricky does, too, is, like, he'll find a great tag and then he just abandons it. Like, he doesn't want to keep it. That's so Andy Kaufman, huh? Yeah. Here's uh, Ron Funches on Conan O'Brien. Here's the uh, intro joke we are talking about. Oh, it's good to see you guys again. Oh, hello, Mr. Whiteface. Yeah, see, they're like, what? I mean, you no harm. So please don't come at me. 
That's a conversation I had with a kitty cat several days ago. <laughs> I love that. I, 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 I love oh, but that. The other, oh, okay, sorry. There's one go. more little piece to it. It's also now the slogan for Black History Month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Boom. Yeah. Double turn. Got Double you. turn. Yeah. Back in the race. And how many turns would you consider doing in that bit? There's only a couple, right? right. Yeah. It's also, like, how many more of those? It's also this. Right. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Hey, but it's also this. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, it's so, and I, I was telling Adam um, uh, right before you got here, I love your comedy just because you put the audience at such an ease. When you walk on stage, you're smiling. You have an infectious smile. You're, you have an amazing laugh. And... The audience is just happy. Like they're just in the audience, like and they're happy watching you. Like you, you really rub off on the audience that way, where, where they're just like, "I'm just having a good time here." Oh, that's a great compliment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, because there's some there's some comics where you watch them and it, it's it's very obvious that they're doing a performance. Not not saying either way is bad, but you know, like they are the performer that night. When you walk on stage, it's like, "Oh, this is our dude." Like, <laughs> like this is all this is our guy. Like I, I feel like every guy has a friend. That's like you, you know, you know what I mean? Like just has that, has that funny, uh, has I don't that, know, man. Has, has I only have friend. one Ron Funches in my life. <laughs> Thank and God I'm, for and that. I'm, I'm totally happy with that. <laughs> I, I, I love having a little Ron Funches in my were you, life. Were you, were you the funny guy in your group of friends growing up? Uh, I mean, I was Let me start with this. Did you have friends? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now we're hit. Somebody get the tissues. Okay. I was one more root beer. <laughs> I was mostly me and my sister. <laughs> like yeah. She's two years younger than me. To hang out all the time. Um, I was like Sega Genesis kid who would just play video games all the time. We were super poor, so uh, that also affected some sure. friendships. But not to say I didn't have friends. I had definitely had friends. Yeah. I definitely remember having sleepovers where we play Royal Rumble and, That's and the best. yeah, try to figure out who's the best, you know, wrestler in the school and stuff like that. So right. I definitely had friends, but I was a more. I would always say like. Like and I was I was the class clown like at my high school graduation, but like until that point I was not I was unaware that anyone liked me. Like I what was, really? Because I was never like the like guy like making fun of people or, or being the stereotypical class clown. Sure. I was more like watching that class clown and then making fun of them to my friends. Oh, dude, that's me. the best. All right. And so they were into that. So that was like you know well, like you think you're the party, but yeah. the real party is us over here making. Fun of you. Well, Dude, that's great. Yeah, that and it's great because you're, you're not the guy that's trying. Like you're not the guy that's out there. Like, look at me, everybody. I'm doing this shit. You're just like, ah, <laughs> oh, that guy's a fucking well, idiot. Yeah, and you're also observing, which is like a big part of how you start to develop a point of view. I feel like. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. It was. Uh, yeah, I think that came because I think I moved around a lot. You know, from Chicago to Portland, and uh, just learning that uh, not anything. Like, things that were cool in Chicago weren't necessarily cool in Oregon, and things that were cool in Oregon definitely would not be cool in Chicago. And wow. so I just learned, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I can, like, whatever I want. That's why I'm sitting here in the NWO shirt in 2014. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you, like, and you just own it. Yeah, it's just, like, because it doesn't matter. Uh, like, we, what you think is cool is not cool to somebody else. So That's got to be a trip for for anyone that's, like, moved states and gone to a different school. Because you're in Chicago. You're like, all right, this... 
thing is the trend in the Chicago schools. I'm going to come to Portland, and then the first day, I'm going to drop my knowledge on whatever the hell that <laughs> toy is or that TV show. And they're like, what the fuck? You're into pogs. We've yeah. already moved on to whatever the hell action yeah. figure. You're like, well, shit. They, yeah, Chicago, they were more into, like, you know, bulls and sports and not mm-hmm. not doing well in school and not showing that you were intelligent. And then in Oregon, it was all about, like, grease. Like, <laughs> wow, there's the a musical? Jump. Yeah. There's no, a, I quit football sophomore year of high school to play Danny Zuko in Greece. Oh, I could t- you would <laughs> nail it, too. <laughs> I fucking crushed it. I wrote my you college essay on it. You I have no problem owned. saying I crushed it. There you go. You would have owned Portland schools, Adam. Don't, yeah. don't, don't you realize that? I would have loved you. <laughs> Every girl I was attracted to would have loved you. <laughs> oh. Do, uh, are you a fan of musicals? Mm, I would like to be in one. I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not that knowledgeable right. about them. But I think it would be fun to do. I think they're the best. They're so fun. Yeah, because, I mean, talk, talk about going away from real life. There's that, yeah, there's that thing in Family Guy, too, that one uh, when Stewie references about being at the musical, and it's like they make fun of how, like, uh, I don't know if you, you watch Family Guy much. No, I'm oh, not wow. a Family Guy fan. No Ooh. kidding at all. Mm-mm. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't even continue with continue. this bit. You, well, it's like said, they have said that with a little passion, too. No. He's like, I'm not well, a Family just, Guy fan. I went out for Stewie. I was, I was afraid to talk about it, and then recently I said it at a place, and then people were on my side. And it made oh, me wow. feel more like, okay, I can say this out loud. All right. Why is that, though? Just not into it. I get the appeal. Yeah. I feel like it's like throwing paint against the wall of like, here are like 95 million jokes. A couple of them work. Most of them are based off of, hey, do you remember this from your past? Sure. Uh, I'm not into the, what they do with that main character. I, I understand that it's like they joke on everything, but I feel like, like, and like maybe I'm stepping out of bounds, but who cares? I'm not going to get hired by him. But it's like, dude, just say you're gay and that you hate women like <laughs> then i would respect a little bit more about what you're doing but don't be like i'm a, i'm not gay and i just love musicals and sure. i dress like this and i look like this <laughs> and but also all my jokes are about how i hate women and that like they get murdered in every one of my episodes kind of, yeah there's a, I, wow you're really i'm now you're kind of like, breaking it down for me uh, right now so wait so is there a well, what was your com- comedic influence when you were uh, moved to uh, uh well in chicago i guess like what were the um, cartoons <laughs> Cartoons for sure, definitely cartoons. Muppet like Babies, you mentioned Muppet Babies, big Muppet Babies. Fan. Do you do you love this Muppet poster that I have up? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was a giant Muppet Babies fan too, but I, I mean, the the Muppets in general, I just uh, it, it, why I also love the Muppet Babies as much as the Muppets is because it was Jim Henson uh, created, and I just I have a really big problem getting on board with it. I'm glad the Muppets are still there, man, because like I don't want them to. Yeah, also one of the greatest theme songs of all time. Can you sing this first part here? Do you know it? I think I do. When your world's kind of weird and you wish that you were there. You even harmonized, dude. You are ready for the fucking Broadway. There you go. The animal voice was always so great because I'm like, whose voice actually sounds like that? And then Rolf was just kind of like, hey, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool, man. I'd be a jazz piano player in any other series. I'm smoking doobies. <laughs> Rolf for sure smoked pot and played that fucking piano. <laughs> and he, what a blast, dude, because he's like, hey, Fuzzy, you know this one? He's like, ah, is it uh, Beethoven? And he's like, no, yeah. motherfucker, it's Tchaikovsky. Uh, fuck it. Well, I think they're always cool because it's just basically like a bunch of 
you know, artists, musicians, yes. and, and actors and comedians that are hanging out. I picked up on that early, too, and mm-hmm. really dug that about it. Yeah, and so it's like, oh, this is the chillest life, and so it makes it seem so cool. Yeah. I remember, um, this is completely off, not off topic, but... Uh, That's what this podcast different. is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I remember, like, one of the times where I was like, oh, I need to start doing comedy or I need to work in entertainment, was uh, I went to a Parliament Funkadelic concert in Portland, and... Oh, what a, what a concert? Parliament Funkadelic, George Clinton. Oh, shit. I don't shit. know if you're familiar with this guy. He's famous and amazing. Uh, <laughs> I, I know what he looks like. I know he's got a fucking rainbow in his head. Rainbow head, full of funk music. I went to one of their concerts. It was three and a half hours of just them playing. I danced for that full three and a half hours. Had like the best time in my life. And they were just like on stage smoking doobies and having a good time. And then I was like, oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. And then like <laughs> they were getting in a bus going to another show. And I was just like, I want that life. <laughs> I want Holy that shit. life. When was that? Oh. That was probably like six months before I started comedy. So, like, so seven, dude, seven, the seven, fact seven. that you're getting to... Yeah. I mean, that's so dope. Yeah, just dancing, dancing, dancing. How could you not be dancing to this song? <laughs> dude, that fucking slide right so good. I feel like you could bust out some pretty sweet roller skating moves to that song. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Did that, do you ever roller skate? Um, in the past, yeah. Not, not recently. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> you do no, you didn't know. Roller, I told you to keep this quiet. <laughs> you didn't know I'm in the comic roller skating group. <laughs> There's gotta be. It's one. me, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> I would just assume that Jim Gaffigan would be in the roller skating sure. group. I don't know why. Brett Ernst, and he'd probably rip it up for oh, real. Brett Ernst would be like, yeah, that's his clo- that's roller skating cool music. Joke. Is always like the songs that like. People uh, either tried to turn on in the car when they're up at Lookout Mountain trying to get that hand under the shirt. Ooh. It was like uh, there was speaking of Color Me Bad. There was a lot of that in my at my roller skating parties. There was also Color Me Bad. Yeah, uh, there was lots of. Um, there might have been Jamiroquai. The thing about roller skating that I remember is that after the kids would get off, there'd always be like seven to twelve adults in in just in jeans and these like button ups, tracksuits, oh tracksuits, where like that was their week, and they brought yeah. a case that they opened up, and that's where their skates were. Oh shit! They were wearing sunglasses indoors. They, some like, of them started off skating backwards. <laughs> They didn't, even, they didn't even wait for backwards skate. They're like, Dude, fuck it. I'm doing so, this now. That's so funny. <laughs> they, you're so right, though, man. That was such a big fuck you as soon as the kids got off. Str- Dude, I fucking struggled to get down to hold my foot up for shoot the duck. And this guy just enters ah. the floor the opposite direction. <laughs> He's like, see He's ya, man. He's He's, he gets. backs up and watches me <laughs> fucking holding the railing He's to get off. to get out. Yeah. <laughs> Struggling down the carpet. Now. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, from roller uh, floor to carpet was the worst one-two punch. Oh, yeah, because then, yeah, you're going fast and you're slick and all of a sudden you hop on the carpet and it's like, oh, dude, so many sudden stop. <laughs> and like, oh, and, and, and just to make it easier on them, let, let's put the brake on the toe because it's a natural stopping motion to, to, to lean all your weight forward yeah. as you're coming to a sudden stop with these fucking roller skates. Uh, wait, so then you get to, uh, you get to Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, what other shows that weren't cartoons were you uh, oh, in Living Color always, at all? Always, uh, definitely in Living Color. Yeah. Uh, that We watched that in my house all the time. It's a staple for, I think, most Simpsons, people. The Simpsons, our, yeah. for sure. And then um, I Love Lucy was like one of my main. I Love Lucy. Yeah. Talk classic. about that. What about that? 
I just love it. I love Lucille Ball. I'm a big fan of Lucille Ball. I like that show. If I was like going to get married again, I would be need to be a lady like Lucy. That's like scheming but hot, but then also like you know, her schemes don't go that well sometimes. <laughs> but, then, but she's got ideas. She got ideas, and that's the main thing. <laughs> she's got like, dreams. She got dreams. She got ideas, and she's not going to be denied. And if I needed her to, she'd sell me on on the street like a gangster, like a drug dealer. Like she's the word, the, the, comparing Lucille Ball to a drug dealer. I don't think it's ever been done before, but but. The way, well, but the way you put it, I, a, I'm on board. No, there's an episode where she buys too much meat. She buys a side of a cow. And so then she goes out in front of a butcher shop. She has like a stroller like it's a baby. <laughs> but then she's like, keeps leaning over to people and she's like, hey, hey, you want to buy that plank steak? <laughs> Tell you what I'm going to ah. do. <laughs> 20 cents a pound. <laughs> she also was a fearless uh, performer. Yeah, she was the best, and she greenlit Star Trek. Like she her, like her production company did some real, really real work. It wasn't just like a celebrity's production company. And you're ba- you're big into the um, uh, extraterrestrial stuff. <laughs> now, what, what would you say Star Trek is? Uh, Star Trek is sci-fi. Yeah, I'm not big. In, I mean, I just think that's cool. Like, I'm not a big Star Trek guy. Unless you, I thought you were talking about real extraterrestrials. Within, I'd yeah, like to talk about yeah. that. You believe, you believe in aliens and ghosts? Yeah, totally. Why not? It's the f- way funner than not. <laughs> You know what? Great point, man. That's the best explanation I've ever heard. It's way more fun to believe in yeah, that dude, shit. I want to know that Mac and me might be down a fucking pink dot right now. Wow. <laughs> Good reference, sir. Yeah, come on, dude. Mac and me. Yeah, you made red vines fall out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was having this conversation. I mean, I can get on board with more so of aliens uh, and ghosts than I can with robots. Uh, robots actually. Robots are real. Yeah, robots what the exist. Fuck are you about? No, no, no. What I'm saying is robots being like a part of society <laughs> like i would rather mac and me or et be fucking chilling at a bus stop or selling you produce at ralph's versus robots um i don't know parking your car for you like i just feel like i read this article that said that robots in like by 2029 we're gonna be able to like experience shit and like have feelings and stuff i don't know if you've seen a little movie called i robot with will smith that shit <laughs> is fucking terrifying it never ends well <laughs> i did not murder guess him what by the time robots really do get all their uh, uh ducks in order and uh figure out how to fucking like run shit will yeah. smith is gonna be like 95 who's gonna save us that pussy ass bitch son of his Jaden. sorry Jaden. i know you listen to the podcast happen. You're actually pretty dope. I'd love to do a movie with you. But I don't think you're going to be the guy that's going to save us, man. I think there's bigger fish to fry, and we're going to need more uh, assassins. Right. And why do our robots need emotions? Why, why when you shut off your computer uh, without doing it the proper way, when, when you turn it on the next time, it's go, why'd you turn me off the improper way, fucker? Yeah. That was fucked up. Yeah, now I got a virus. Like, yeah. Me all upset. What, yeah. about, what about aliens and ghosts do you dig? So what about robot? aliens and ghosts do I dig? That is the weirdest question. Dude, Ron, I'm all about Why weird questions. Why are you digging on aliens and ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, it's just cool. It's just like, I mean, I think it seems egotistical to think that we're like the only people totally. in this whole fucking solar system or even further solar systems that we can't even see. I'm watching Cosmos on Fox. It's fucking blowing my mind. Sober. <laughs> Love it. You watch the old one too or just? No, I didn't watch the Carl Sagan. I'm just watching the Neil deGrasse Tyson one, and that's that's fucking insane. What would you say if if an alien uh, showed up? What would you like if you got a face to face with one? 
What kind of dialogue? Do you, I mean, obviously, that's that's a that's an in the moment type of. He'd go roller skating with him. I yeah, have a feeling. Yeah, roller skating, and then I'd be <laughs> like, "Hey, you guys made iPads, didn't you?" Because like, <laughs> like, we just had regular Walkmans, and then you're gonna tell me that a human made an iPad? <laughs> no way. You did that, didn't you? And they'd be, then they probably just give me like a you know head nod. You crazy punches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we made iPads. Yeah, weird alien head nod. Uh, all right, so you've then, done. Uh, Conan, how many times? Yeah. Uh, twice, twice, twice. And, and is uh, like your 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 first time doing Conan? Are you just sitting there behind the curtain, like nervous as hell, and just yeah, for sure, like super nervous, super excited. Uh, you know, just never been through it before. Did you get to talk to Conan before at all? No, no. Uh, 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 it was definitely nerve wracking. Because um, you just you've only been down here for how long? I've been here for almost two years. Okay. Now. Still, that's still pretty new. So yeah, that, that's that's pretty quick to get Conan. Yeah, well, I mean, I got when I got Conan, I st- first time I did Conan, I still lived in Portland. Oh wow! And so I just came here, and I'm still married, and so my wife was here, my son was here. Hmm. Um, it was super nerve wracking, but then I was excited. And this time it was kind of also this. It wasn't nerve wracking because I was like, I know what to expect. I like these people. I like working with them. Mm-hmm. But then it was also like, oh, can I do this without my wife being here? Can I do this by oh, myself? Interesting. Like, like without a support system. Yeah, yeah. And I still had one. Like it was great. Like Ricky and. Brent and all the boys from Undateable showed up, yeah. and so it was not like I didn't have support. It definitely had support, but it still yeah. made me feel like, oh, I can. Especially because she might be like, hey, you can't do this without me. I'm like, no, I can't. Nah, bitch, I got this shit. That's in your head a little bit. Yeah, sure. I don't got my wife, but I got Crystalia and Rick. Chris kind of looks like a girl with that long, beautiful hair. Yeah. Sure, shave, shave, shave off the goatee. Yeah, done. Yeah, those eyes. Come on. <laughs> How old is your uh, kid? He's uh, he's gonna be 11 on the. 23rd. And you and your wife are amicable? Not particularly. <laughs> yeah. It depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we're super, like, we're like, the divorce is, like, almost done. Like, cool. it's still going through. But, like, she'll, so she'll, <laughs> she thinks I make way more money than I do. They always do. Yeah. Like, they always I have do. no idea. But, whatever. But your kid, uh, the best. You love him. I love him. He's the dopest. He's so cool. You seem like you'd be the most fun dad in the world. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, I, like you, you walked in here and busted out red vines and root beer. I'm like, I never had a red vine and root beer with my dad. Motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. I want to do that. Yeah, I mean, we're real chill. Uh, maybe, you know, I think there's two sides to it. Maybe it should be more disciplinarian, but I don't even, I'm not living there now, so that's more difficult. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like, definitely, I definitely am fun dad. So it's not yeah, cause yeah. You, yeah disciplining when when you're seeing uh, someone infrequently to then be just laying down the hammer every time yeah. like you don't want to do that a because then you leave them with a yeah. taste of oh okay. uh, so yeah, yeah comes I mean, in, and dad's here that means life sucks like yeah. just like he's a good kid so it's not like mm-hmm. I'm worried about him being a jerk but uh, like. I mean, that's one of the things that we, she's like, oh, you show up for a weekend and you're super cool and now you're the number one parent yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. here every day. So sure. I understand some of her issues, but at the same time, I'm not going to spoil, not spoil them. Yeah, that's why right. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Would you see pieces of little, uh, of Ron in him? Yeah. Well, he's like a little white me. Like he's, that's amazing. <laughs> he's a little white me. <laughs> he basically. I think that was a, I think that was a Woody Harrelson movie, right? <laughs> little white me. <laughs> Cause he's so pale. He's half white, but he's like super. 
super pale, and um, but his body is like mine. <laughs> so, oh shit! So and he has like a big fro. Sometimes <laughs> depends on white fro. Do you try to throw some uh, comedic uh, stuff at him at eleven to try to like shape his uh, sensibility, or you let him kind of uh, like, figure he's out? Super funny on his own. Like he's he's. What has he done that's had... made you laugh in the past uh, couple <sighs> months? That, uh, <laughs> well, my favorite thing is he started masturbating and. <laughs> He'll lock, wow, going right to the masturbating. <laughs> but he'll like he'll you know he's going to because he like he'll he'll lock like not just his room, but like he'll kick you out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking brilliant. Mom, dad, uh I don't know where I don't know where you gotta be, but yeah. you can't be here. Some I don't shit's want gonna you go to down hear or see my face after it happens, <laughs> even an hour after I come I, out of my room. I don't want you to be in the blast radius. <laughs> <laughs> when the shit goes that's off, great, that's a great call by him. Yeah, yeah, super smart. It's super, I, I totally get it. It's a private moment. You want yeah, it to be really like, private. You guys gotta go. Uh, but I just imagine him just like if it was like late at night. Like, you just hear like get out. <laughs> <laughs> I had a rough day. <laughs> you just leave the house. All of a sudden, you hear Lionel Richie blaring from the bedroom. You're like, oh, some shit's going down. Lionel Richie <laughs> Junior's having some fun. Yeah, he's just looking at like pictures of Layla from Futurama. <laughs> oh, shit. Or Jessica Rabbit, maybe. Yeah, that uh, was my favorite. That right. was my first. That was the tunes. That was the first yeah. time I saw a cartoon and was like, okay, why'd you make her that real? Because yeah. I'm having to figure some stuff feelings. out now. I'm having feelings. I'm having friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, you're, you're like watching Jessica Rabbit's dress the same way you would watch a real dress. Like, oh, it might be a nip slip. I'm like, no, nah, she's a cartoon. That yeah, shit can't happen. Very well sketched. No. Yeah. <laughs> like a big, big uh, thing for curvy redheads because of uh, Jessica Rabbit. And Lucy. Yeah. Oh, and Lucy. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. She was um, that. Another thing too. When I worked at Universal Studios uh, for seven years. Oh, they had the, she, they had the Lucy exhibit, she, right? Yeah, the Lucy exhibit, and then yeah. uh, Lucy. She still walks around. There's certain characters that have left. Like when I I played Wolverine at Universal Studios for three years. And then they took all the Drink Marvel. Two. Yeah. Then they played uh, all the all they took all the Marvel characters out of the park because yeah. Disney bought them. Yeah. And so it was just like gone. Like it was like crazy because like these some of these I did Wolverine like three days a week, but there's some people that have been doing Spider Man and Captain America for like seven eight years, five days a week, and that wow. was like their livelihood. And it was good money. And so I remember going in there one day, and a guy, one of the guys who played Spider Man, who would wear Spider Man apparel when he wasn't working, and I was like, Hey, Jason, oh, we dude. all know you're Spider Man, dude. <laughs> we can bring it down a notch. And it was like the type of guy where you're like. I was like, dude, he's so bummed, and I was like, dude, I'm sorry, man, but like, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe you can finally go back and you know, like get that law degree and or like right. do something like that. And he was like, he's like, dude, I'm Spider Man, man. Okay, that's what I do. Shit. That's what I'm supposed to do. I was like, holy shit, wow. Like, some of these he's got lost in that world, but then like, so then Lucy would be one of the few left. Maybe Shrek. Doc Brown, I think, just split because Back to the Future now is getting replaced by the Harry Potter ride. It's like, oh, shit, man. Oh, my God. Wait, they're taking out the Back to the Future ride? Yeah. Well, that already got taken out and replaced by... What was the it? mummy roller coaster? Son of a bitch. E. T., the ET ride got replaced by Son of a bitch. Fucking Airbud goalie or something. <laughs> yeah, Airbud the goalie experience. <laughs> you try to block a, a, a kickball from a dog. They, <laughs> they still got Captain EO going. They, like Michael Jackson's still up there. Yeah. He, yeah. was the be- he was the best. Were you uh, an MJ fan for sure? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, how could you not be? Man? What uh, What are What are some of your uh, uh, um, comedy movies that? Uh, Influence you, or that you would like would want to have the same career of 
Ooh. There you go. Of people, Dad? Sure. I'm just yeah. comedians? Yeah. yeah. Of people's careers Body of that work. I want to mimic. Besides Carrot Top, obviously. Uh, besides Carrot Top, chairman <laughs> of the board, never beat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go. I, I put a chair on a two by four. I'm the chairman of the board. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, I listen to a lot of rap music, and sometimes when I listen to instrumentals, I'll, I'll, I'll rap along and then I'll call myself, I'll be like, oh, oh, young black Patton Oswalt. <laughs> <laughs> so that would probably be one. Yeah. Oh, cool. Young black Patton Oswalt. I like it. Hey, you know what? I mean, they 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 redid the Honeymooners with an all-black cast. They should, like, redo their careers of white comedians. They should, <laughs> black re- guys. They should redo the Goonies. I just like his I just yeah. like, I was like, oh, he works on cool stuff. He's always got, like, a... Um, like you look at the things he's done, he's not done like lame shows except for mm-hmm. like, maybe Mad TV. But <laughs> even back then, Mad TV was pretty cool. And then, uh, like he just did cool movies, and like he's always got working on stand up. So I really like that type of career. Um, is so it's probably my favorite. Is yeah. it cool knowing that your life, like when this show starts airing, like your like your like your life has already changed because of this show, Undateable. But when it starts airing, like you know, your life is going to be different. Like that is going to happen in so in some way, shape, or form. Like is that yeah. is, is, is that is that is that is, is that a cool thought process? Is it a is it a scary thought process? I didn't really think about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like God. Now until you bring it up, yeah, oh my God, you bring it up. It's a little different. Um, I know. I just know I want it to be successful. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I, I like it. Like, that's my main thing. Is that? Yeah. Oh, I I like it. I'm proud of it. The, mm-hmm. I think it's fun that we do it. We do a lot of improv, which is fun. And like, I've been pretty lucky because I can't go back through many things that I've done and been like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. Or, mm-hmm. But there's definitely like, or I'm like, oh, I want this to work because it's fun. Right. I can make good money. I can buy things for my son. Mm-hmm. And like, that's all I really And be in town, have a normal like nine to five. The sitcom schedule people don't realize is like, why, why do you think a lot of movie stars are going to TV? Because right. they don't have to be in France or Belgium or Kuwait for six. I don't know what's filming in Kuwait, but but you're out there for, like, four, six. Yeah, for, for, for four or five months. And then like when you're uh, shooting a show, it's like you're in town. And also for it's like that's why Chris was able to do Whitney and go up every night. Like yeah. he would say Whitney yeah. was always like, why are you still doing shows? He's like, because we're done at like three and four sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I mean, and that's the best because then you're like, oh, stand up is a treat again. Like, because it always was like when you were first having to work a regular job and, and still do stand up, you're like, oh, I can't wait till I don't have to work a regular job and I'm just right. doing stand up. And then you got, then you start learning the bad aspects of going, having to do the radio and the right. and having to travel to cities that you don't necessarily want to be in <laughs> and do 45 mm. minutes in front of crowds that don't necessarily know that you were going to be the comedian that <laughs> night. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was bingo night. <laughs> now I gotta listen to comedy. Yeah, I mean, and being stuck in hotels where where, where the club owner just drops off the hotel, you're like, hey, where do I eat? They go, I don't know, figure it out. Yeah, where do I eat? I think there was a link what cuisine do I center. Do? Yeah, like, how do I not die of uh, boredom? And then how you, do you adapt to all that stuff? Because you're just starting to get some more road work now with yeah, everything. Yeah, well, I mean, up. I just bring more video games with yeah. me. I try to go out and do, you know, I know how to go to the movies or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, catch but up I'm on saying, stuff. 
sleep. That type of stuff, you get to the daily grind of it, and you're like, oh, this is a job. But then when you're working on the show, and then you're like, oh, I can't wait to just go out and just perform and right. stand up. Because just you. At the end of the day, you. I mean... Obviously, being on a show and all that stuff is amazing, but, like, there's a lot of other things that you're uh, working with, which make it great, too, the amount of people that work yeah. to make a show happen. Well, but just the immediate – Just I mean, like, we've been waiting – we we wrapped the show over Christmas and wow. it comes out in May, you know? like So that time of waiting for people to see it and to see if they like it doesn't happen in stand-up. Like, yeah. I know, that night. Right. <laughs> and, and, and it's like – it's you said you wrapped it in – over Christmas, like you, you have this thing that you want to tell everyone about. It's like it's, it's really cool, yeah. and, and but you, you, they don't know and they yeah. can't know until, and and, the until it comes out. Is like because it's like based off of this dating book, and like mm-hmm. it seems, sounds like it's like oh, Chris is just gonna teach these guys how to date. Like I read all these previews of people who've never even seen a trailer or episode <laughs> right. yet, and they're just like, oh, it sounds stupid. Like it sounds. Uh, like, I was gonna say, are you starting to like? Uh, do you read any comments on anything like videos or reviews? Um, I try to stay away from any video comments sure. because I've learned my lesson there. Uh, you know, you'd be depressed for two or three days <laughs> working out. Real hard at the gym, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I I love when people comment like on your stand-up videos and say not funny. You're like, dude, the audience is laughing in the yeah. video. Yeah. You can't yeah. say that. Yeah. Well, that's a, well, you can say that though because well, that's like, but that's the problem is that like you know freedom yeah. of speech and you're entitled. Sure. To that's why comedy's so great. It's sure. subjective. Yeah, but, but like why sometimes? But or even exactly. if you do, I understand if you hate it. Like think yeah, that, on the Conan, my second Conan, there's like this comment, and I like tried not to go look through comments. It just popped up at me. And it was just like it just goes it just goes meh. That's great though, man. Somebody that's that got time to write meh. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah, come on. Like, so so the guy that went to the racist like three page rant, you're like I don't give a fuck about him, whatever. But then some dude just goes meh. Yeah, that ah, that really one sense to me. I was like, at least hate it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least hate it. Yeah, you don't know but, who stands fully on that. <laughs> meh is very neutral. Yeah, yeah. You're like oh, you're like oh, this thing that, that I've been working on for the past seven years. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> summed up in meh. Well, I guarantee your special will not be mad, and I guarantee undateable will not be mad. Absolutely, that dude. That's you could call. That's a great, just mad dude. And also, it's like that's not. That is like usually when people ask you, like they're like, "Hey, how's the uh, the new Turkey Ranch and Swiss uh, Swiss at Quiznos?" You know, like, yeah. yeah. that's usually being like, "I bought it and ate it, and yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, when I get it again, oh, I don't know." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, like, well, how how was my life's work? <laughs> <laughs> That was the thing I've I've dedicated my heart and soul and uh, broken relationships to and <laughs> sacrificed time with my son and spent all walking hours of the day having anxiety about how was it how did you affect you the thing that I'm doing just to make you solely as a person happy. So, such a bummer. <laughs> Did you have a day job before all this? Uh, I had a couple. I worked at a at a grocery store as a uh, clerk. Oh my god! Uh, so did I. I did oh, that. you guys, you guys, let's, uh, let's, ba- you guys, bag boys. I worked as a cashier, yeah. male cashier. Yeah, there you rare. go. You can upgrade. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was a bagger, a stalker, and then customer service booth, and then would fill in for the. Uh, there was a stretch about like seven months where, like, late night at the grocery store, when there's fucking one checker and mm-hmm. a lot of people shop late at night, I'd have to like fill in all the time. Mm-hmm. And that is not an easy fucking job, man. No, it's not easy. I was good at it. I'm just always good talking. Yes. So like, right. uh, like how Bat, uh, I always knew is like. I 
I, people would come to my line even if there were like empty lights. Like people, oh, would they knew. Oh, I like, want to go yeah. talk, which was always fun, except for one time when the guy was like, "Oh, I want to, uh, I want to go to that niggardly cashier." Oh, <laughs> I was shit. like, I didn't even think that's a word. <laughs> I mean, it is, but what? it doesn't mean that. <laughs> Wait, what? I was, uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I gotta get out of here. Maybe this, <laughs> this isn't the thing I think is cool. And did he? And did he expect you after he says that to be? Wait, wait. Well, first, first of all, most racist thing you could say. Secondly, totally improper grammar because niggardly is actually a word, but it doesn't mean. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't is mean it? anything. What does it, it mean? Yes, it means. Uh, ah, come on, SAT yeah, yeah. training. If you're gonna say it, you now have to have the definition, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm I'm pretty sure it means like stingy or cheap. I, oh, I, I, I think I'm 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 gonna look it yeah, up. Yeah, but you gotta like, look it up. But like now I'm scared to type it into Google because I think like N I G G equals like totally gonna totally gonna interrupt me. What the fuck are you typing into yeah, me, yeah. man? This is gonna enter in all the different weird porn that you're in. <laughs> uh, the grocery store to me also as a cashier is like such a tough job because you have I got it either, right. Either forty seconds. Niggardly, adjective, not generous, stingy. What's up? Fair enough. Uh, forty seconds to four minutes of a. Uh, of small talk with people that you probably get to know and seeing around because you get regulars that come to the store, yeah. but then also tons of new people. So it's like, and some people don't want to have small talk. Yeah. So like I would start pulling small talk from their items. Like I'd be like, oh, yeah. what are that? Yeah. Oh, Pop-Tarts. That's, what's your favorite flavor? Cherry? I'm more of a brown sugar guy. Yeah. That's great. Oh, chapstick. Exactly. Gotta keep your lips fucking hydrated, you know? And just and you start to see why you're like, oh, why this this career, like some of those <laughs> things are like, oh, these are training things. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm sure you would be funny, like quick. You'd have like sure. a small, finite amount of time to maybe uh, make their day in a way. Yeah, I had three jobs that definitely I could look back and I go, oh, these were always training me to get into mm-hmm. stand up. Definitely that cashier job. I worked at a call center for a bank. And Keep someone on the line, yeah. Keep them on the line. Keep Absolutely. Them yelling at me. Gotta be I funny. Gave away tons of money. They hated me for that. <laughs> but I would give. I was robbing that bank. <laughs> Good for you, man. I love it because I hated banks. I'm a big weirdo. Uh, and so I was like, oh, how am I working at? But I had it's my son. So I was like, I'm going to go work at this bank, and then like people get fees back, and I look at your fees, and then you just be like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. You like overdrew by 90 cents, and you got charged like $180. Oh, Jesus. I agree with you. I'm not supposed to agree with you. I'm supposed to not give you money back. And then you start like talking to, going to meetings, and you hear these things, and you're like, oh, this is like the things you think about banks are real, where they're just be like, yeah. oh, if someone has a lot of money in your bank and they want a fee reverse, give them their money back. And if somebody's super broke, go in and look at their score that tells you how much money they usually have, and that can determine whether or not they're going to get a fee but that just like knocks you into this loop of never being able to get out you know because you're constantly behind and so which is what they want is what they want holy shit what was the third job uh third job was working at a liberty tax service as one of the lady liberty uh shine all the people dancers on the corner yep with the oh, sign, sh- yeah, they're dancing like with the sign that says, "Hey, tax, yeah, tax stuff in here." Oh, yeah, I think doing that, I was like, "Oh, I can't be embarrassed when I do things on stage." No kidding. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like you, you think I'm embarrassed to be on stage? I was on the corner in a fucking Lady Liberty outfit. Yeah, in front of like my my ex wife's mom would drive oh, by. Oh, uh, like, what would they say? <laughs> not like she always was never a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this motherfucker yeah, on the yeah. corner. Oh, how's comedy working out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no! While you're in the city spinning, <laughs> oh. she, she just right. She 
she, she, she just drives by and goes, meh. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but I was good at that too. Like people would gather cars and take pictures with me. Like I always was like I learned that like oh you're you are good at this. Like you're yeah. when you talk to people, you're good at cashier. I worked at the bank. I survived even though like I would barely go to work. You're supposed to take a hundred calls a day. I take like thirty, and I would, <laughs> but I survived because I could talk to people. Yeah, right. and you made those thirty count. Yeah, and then the same thing with the with the uh, tax service. It was funny because my yeah. boss was like, yeah, he's like I. I knew George Lopez. <laughs> He's like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Well, you know what, dude? Uh, Steve Martin wrote in his book, you said, you will use everything that you've ever learned. And you took those three jobs that some people would look at as, uh, these are just shit jobs, whatever. But you, you drew. You drew from all those experiences, and you could tell that they translate to your act on stage and your personality in general. Like, like I said before, you're a fun guy on stage. When, when you go see Ron Funches live, you're not... You're not going to be sitting in the audience with, with your arms crossed, going oh, this guy. No, you're you're, you're going you're, meh. Well, that meh. one guy might be. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that one, that one asshole. <laughs> might get some meds. Might you... be some meds out there. <laughs> might be some, like I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> well, we're gonna. Uh, uh, I mean, we're all gonna perform tonight. My uh, yeah. TV show, which I'm super fired up about. Pop Tart Suicide. Pop Tart Suicide. <laughs> yeah, Adam Ray's new. What do you think CD? about that title? I like it. I don't understand it. Good. Oh, I'm assuming it's based off. A joke that I haven't heard. Well, you know what it's based off of? It's based off of a little bit of my uh, love for Pop Tarts as a child. Mm-hmm. Hey, I still love them. But I, I, I mean, yeah, as a butter, kid. They have peanut butter chocolate ones now. What? Have you seen this? No. All right, we got to go to Rite Aid right now. Yeah. Rite Aid? No. Rite Aid's got like four flavors. You've got to go to the places that have aisles dedicated to PT. Yeah. Uh, chocolate, chocolate. I like that you call it PT. <laughs> Holy shit. You're a dedicated Pop Tarts fan. <laughs> we got really chocolate peanut butter. What else? And then like regular, reg, you know, regular peanut butter. But like I feel like oh. chocolate peanut butter. I should have, I should have, I should have led with regular peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> built up to the built up. <laughs> there's some of those flavors in there. They've got like root beer float and like Snickers yeah. and like there's like you know. I don't like getting too wild because then I'm just like, oh, I'm just eating poison. <laughs> but when you're like, oh. Chocolate and peanut butter. Hey, you should have totally always been putting peanut butter and pop tarts for, <laughs> right forever. Why? Why? Why is this taking so long? Yeah. yeah so we're all so we're all going to do this show tonight. That's yeah, going to be great uh, for your CD release party, Adam Ray. And it's gonna, it, and it's going to be a blast. Which is on my website at adamraytv.com, along with all my tour dates. Ron, where can your fans see your tour dates? They can see my tour dates at ronfunches.com. That's F U N C H E S. That is it. Correct. There you go. Follow me on Twitter at, at @ronfunches. Um, I don't think I can take any more Facebook friends. But, <laughs> like, so I guess those are your two. I'm also on Instagram, sometimes posting pictures of illegal things. <laughs> I'm, fo- I'm following you based on that pitch right right there. And if you haven't seen uh, Ronald the Kroll Show or At Midnight, uh, find those clips online because you're yeah. fucking just yeah. great on those. And oh, your Pete I'm Holmes appearance on, uh, was so Chase good. Chelsea lately tomorrow. When does this come out? <laughs> like, Next Monday. Yeah. Okay, so that would have already ha- happened? <laughs> <laughs> but you can find it online somewhere, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, see watch Undateable on NBC. Yeah, debuting May 29th. May 29th. 9 Central back to back episode. Oh That's shit! That's the way to do it. An hour of funches. I got a really, I got a really good feeling about it. I went to that live taping. Uh, it was you guys' last one, and it was just like I don't know, man. The chemistry. It, it, we, we talked about this with a, a handful of guests, like uh, with the Workaholics guys, about how coming in with with uh, chemistry already, and like how shows are make or break because of that. And you can tell it's like when they recast. 
they do this, and it's like you guys knowing each other, and then having the the uh, common bond of being stand ups and the way to improv, and then uh, dude, you're just the X factor on the show because you got like f- five or six applause breaks in one scene, and it's just like <laughs> it's people. I've been to a handful of live tapings and done a few, and it's like you can tell the energy from the audience, man, when they're like, when they're like, wow, I think we're getting to watch something pretty special yeah. before it gets crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't have that much experience, so I know like, oh, I, I'm like, oh, am I just delusional? Mm-hmm. But no, you're not. I, I will go there. I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah, like, this is good, and that's why I'm like, I hate these meds and I hate these predetermined. <laughs> like, I think it's gonna suck. Yeah, like, yeah. But like, it's like, let, it's like, let it happen. Watch yeah. it. Judge it then. But, Judge it. At, but that's not how we work. Yeah. But that's okay. I should let that go. And plus, you know, if I didn't like it, I w- I wouldn't be pumping it. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm I like doing like I really like doing this. Good. And so I think it's gonna be great. I just hope people give it a chance. I hope you get to do it for 25 seasons. <laughs> yeah, that's too many. <laughs> it's like, uh, let's, oh. it's like let's, let, let's let's go nine. Let's just go. How I Met Your Mother's yeah. Dad is yeah. get 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 that syndication money, and then and, yeah. the, and then we'll be all right. Well, I'm fine with six. Unfortunately, <laughs> thank you so much, man. Thank you. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. No need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny, and I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.